0: We have some 2024 little looks into the future. These are just three predictions, little mystic looks. It doesn't feel like big, big, like, oh, um, Leicester are going to get repromoted and win the league situations. It's, it's just three it's slightly left field, you can choose how left field you go, predictions for next year. So, my first one is I think Scotland are going to make the quarterfinals minimum. Of the Euros next summer, huh? I trust them. What's their group? They in the no. group, tough group. They have got a tough group in their group. They've got Germany, which obviously the World Cup's being played held in Germany. It's not going to be an easy situation for Scotland by any stretch of the imagination. They've got Hungary, who in the last Euros did make things difficult. It's again not going to be an easy draw. I'm not saying that by any stretch of the imagination. They've got Switzerland. Another tricky team. But I just felt like the way that they've performed, obviously you can't talk too much in the qualifiers. The way they've performed in the last year, mm. in the last year, yeah. year and a half, Scotland just looked really good. You look at a lot of the performers in the Premier League at the moment, there's a lot of Scottish in there as well. Mm. I think they have a very, very good chance of doing so, well in that me, group. if
1: you're going to Scotland, the most likely of Switzerland or mm. Scotland, because Germany have You've not shown anything. You're saying it was Germany's yeah. not found home Europe? Yeah. Maybe that's my...
0: 2024. Yeah, like that's a big. So, are we, so together we're saying Scotland, and Scotland and Switzerland, Switzerland to go through? I think so. The Switzerland school... just always end up through, don't they?
1: But they've got a very solid side. They've got obviously Jakar, they've got the likes hmm. of Mbolo, Shakiri, Shah, who's been immense for, for Newcastle recently, Uh, Jan Sommer in goal. They've just got a very solid, solid team now. I, I think Switzerland, for me, is the one banker in that group to go through, if I'm being honest. I think they'll go through top. Then really? for me, it's Scotland, Germany, Hungary for second.
0: By then, in Group B, you've got Spain, Croatia, Italy, Albania, which is where that group will end up filtering through to. So it's a interesting, what the. Or if you look at England, if we go into to Euro's chat, you've got England, Slovenia, Denmark, Serbia, and England, and not so many people like England go through. But then you look at Group D, who they'll be placed up against. You've got Netherlands, Austria, wow. France, and then whoever wins the is that, is that how it the worked? playoff winner parfait. Yeah, because it's A against B, C against oh, D. Wow. That's not good news. E against F, is it not? Oh, and then you've got best first place thrown in as well. Is it not a draw? So yeah, so in the knockouts, you've got two A against two B. You've got top in Group A against second in Group C. You've got first in Group C against third of the best third of D, E, and F. First in B against third of A, D, and A, and F. You've got second in D against second yes, in so E.
1: England. If they came first, they're in C, aren't they? They're in C, yes. so, so it'd be best third best of D, D, E, and F. Yeah, so they're playing a third place team. Yeah, that's so good. Went, that's a very good draw.
0: Thought. Yeah, that's a very good draw for. England. They'd have either.
1: Realistically, it'll probably be. We'll say, we don't know that, so Austria.
0: Belgium, Slovakia, Romania, Romania,
1: B. Or Czech
0: Republic, probably Tur- Czech Republic Turkey, first. Portugal, Czechia, playoff C. So there's a winnable draw there for England. But you look at Scotland, so Scotland finished second, as we're discussing there. In A, 2A. 2A, 2B, you'd, you'd imagine Spain finished sixth. That's Croatia, Italy or Albania. I don't think Italy are going to do anything.
1: Mm. For me, it's Spain and Croatia. Scotland have a chance for but Croatia. is sort of aging out. it's that's what I'm saying, they'll qualify yeah. I think they'll get through that group. For me, Italy I mean, nothing Scotland,
0: special. Scotland have
1: a very good chance
0: yeah. in, that, in that group. I think like. for
1: me it's Switzerland top and Scotland second.
0: Yeah, I would have to I'd have to agree with that. Yeah, I'd have to agree there. Um any other predictions for the year, For the year my I did have a thought, and now we've gone into your okay. is well, the online. other thing, my next one is I don't think Aston Villa are going to finish in the top four. That's what? a
1: struggle,
0: I think they're going to finish fifth. Okay. That's, and it bleeds into what I was saying earlier on about Ulo Emery and where he is typically best placed. His typical runs, I think what Aston Villa have done at the moment is fantastic. They have played brilliant football. I just don't think they're going to last. I think they're going to finish... In what may, in the moment, feel an upsetting fifth, but you look big picture, it's going to be a very successful fifth if you look it in the correct way.
1: That tied into my prediction. Ollie Watkins in the next two years will end up in the championship.
0: Whoa! Yeah. So you think that if he was in a club that got relegated? he wouldn't get a transfer to another oh, I club. I just
1: think that will become his level. Really? I do. With Tony... Why is that? I don't know what it is. With Tony, when I look at him, I know he's not played for a few months, but he's got all the attributes of a striker that's going to go to a top club and do well. For Watkins, I don't know what it is about him, but I just I don't feel yeah. he has that, that know-how the instinct. Yeah. Cham- Championship might be harsh. Yeah. He's not got the striker's instinct. He's got a bit of pace, but I feel like as that perhaps starts to decline, he loses that element.
0: You I just, think the I pace is the only thing that's keeping him in and amongst the conversation for top strikers. Though I think it is. For me, he's not a top striker. He's in a very good... Vi- Villa and massively
1: overperforming. When they... In all respect to Villa, when they drop back down to their level...
0: Of course. He is going to look what he is, which is you an not, average striker. Do you not think that teams will look at it as a player... If they drop back down to, like say, a mid-table team, or even a fifth- to eighth-place team, do you not think they'll look at it as a player that always outperforming his team rather than the team outperforming the players, and a big team will come in for him? For me...
1: Maybe two years was harsh, but I think he'll end up dropping down. He'll then, if Villa carry on doing decent European spots, he'll go to a smaller team. They'll end up getting relegated and he'll end up
0: in you the can't, You can't see like a, a Chelsea or a Man no. United no. or one of those sort of bigger clubs at a more uneven kill come in for him. I just, I don't know what it is. He just doesn't have...
1: I don't. I don't know. How, I can't put Would you just say it? It. He doesn't have it. I don't know what it is, but he doesn't have it. Really? He can score the odd goal, but it's like a, a little burst of pace. And for me, with Watkins, most of his finishes, he hits it, and hopes it goes in. He doesn't have that composure of. A you feel like big striker. Maybe I'm harsh. Maybe maybe, maybe, maybe,
0: maybe lucky is the wrong term, but you feel like it's more luck. And positioning, and as you say, speed, yeah, rather than any form of accuracy. I think it's that part that of it. Your
1: I think part of it is Villa so good at the moment. They've got Bailey, they've got Diaby, they've got Bailey. Jacob Ramsey. Bailey they got
0: before they were good when they were going through last. I say before they were good, but even when before they were this good last season, he had a very good season after Embry came in as well. I know. I just think he's a confidence player.
1: Yeah, it could be. He could prove me wrong, but for me. He's not a top player. Look, like, if he went to any of the top six, like obviously Villa, I know they're currently yeah. third. So when we say top six, yeah, are you talking tradition. Arsenal, Chelsea, United, City, Liverpool, Spurs? Yes. Okay. If he went to any of them, I think he'd flop. You think he'd flop at Spurs? Yes.
0: I think of any of those teams. I think he would. I think he'd be best suited for Spurs. I think he'd be in 2.0. Really? Yeah. That's, that's a really interesting point, Kiz. I, I don't agree with you. I don't I, think I many think, would, but for no, me it's a really interesting point you put that's, the, that's the thing. It's it's also the problem it, there's
1: not a lot of logic to back it up because his numbers also, suggest it's wrong.
0: On a very minor point, if you're saying two years that's not like a twenty twenty four prediction. <laughs> that's true. But so that's where, my where do you think his will to, be this time next year to make it 2024? Okay, so Villa will probably end up sixth. Okay, so you're going along
1: than me. Yeah, I'm going sixth to finish the year then they'll slowly... Who do you have above Villa? For me, it goes... Obviously City. I'm going to go City top, just because, even though I'm going against my start of season predictions. Well, we're saying above... uh,
0: above You know what?
1: what? You know what? I'll stick to my start of season predictions. Arsenal-Liverpool-City. Yeah.
0: As... We're not in the same position, we're saying above Villa. Yeah.
1: So, So Arsenal... Okay, Arsenal-Liverpool-City.
0: Um... Above Villa, I've got Spurs. Sorry, Spurs, your fourth place. I know we weren't doing position. I think they were over, yeah. On, on that. Yeah. Spurs,
1: um, Newcastle, Villa. Okay. That's is my, is my top
0: six. I've got Spurs, obviously, and City. I've got Spurs and City above them myself. Yeah. And I've got them finishing fifth in my in my head. But Newcastle, six. Newcastle. Newcastle, maybe sixth. I'm quite adamant on Arsenal-Liverpool, far away first and second, City a distant third. Other than that, I've not, not got any concrete. At the minute, I'm thinking Spurs will end up shaking into fourth, but I'm not I'm not wed to that. I think they're right. It's going to be an interesting one there. Um, but my last 2024 prediction is I think by the end of 2024, City will get a larger, and I don't even go as far as to say much larger, points deduction and punishment than Everton did. Really? By the end of 2024, I reckon City will get a minimum of 15-point deduction.
1: But that position of power they're in, are the, they the, a bit untouchable?
0: No, the only position of power they're in is paying lawyers to kick it down the road. And I think this Everton situation has to be a warning sign to Man City. I think... This Everton situation, they will not get away with letting letting Man City off 115 situations against financial fair play. When they've punished Everton for one, they won't get away with that. Their position would be untenable if they let Man City get away with it. So I think that's my biggest reason. I think they're really going to make a show of Man City myself. I hope so. Oh, so do I. So that's my pick there, kids. on my final prediction. Have you got any more predictions? My last four was Chelsea will bounce back and come seven. This Not
1: on current season. Yes, this season. Not a massive bounce back, but... Well, where they well, are they now. Yeah. I think they'll come seven. I can just see... We've spoke a lot about how much time they give Pochettino... I think they, they give him a bit of trust. Perhaps I know they've spent ridiculous money, but perhaps a uh, one more sign in. Well, to be fair, my main thoughts is Nkunku coming back to fitness. He's a very good player. Instantly he elevates that team massively. And I think maybe with the money they have, they, they invest in one more sign in, whether that's perhaps a centre back for me, that would be a centre back and probably a goalkeeper. And for me, they come seventh, but I yeah, it's a big it's a big jump. But I think they've got elements there of a good team, and they can kick on.
0: They've got elements in there, but they're not consistent enough.
1: They're not consistent, but I think I feel like one signing can, br- like a player coming back, can bring a belief in a team. And you feel like Kuku will be that player. I think he will. For look like, for me when they signed him that was a massive signing and obviously they've been unfortunate with his injury. One player doesn't make a team, I'm, but what say I it can boost a team? It, like. can, it boost can boost it. I think Chelsea with a bit of confidence in them mm-hmm. is a different team because the likes of I know we've said about mudrick but mudrick Enzo, Casido, they're good, they're good players. We've seen them be good players. There's definitely an element of confidence there. Yeah. Well, it's almost, like in any position yeah. in football. An element of confidence, they get a few yeah. wins, and then it's a different team.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see how the season plays out. We've got a few predictions there for the season and for the year in general, and we'll see what happens. But before we delve into the bracket, there is talking of predictions and talking of situations that have happened across the year and points-based things. That, Is that I guess we're going to have to sit back and... Well, you, the listener, are going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy oh, going this. To enjoy it so, i see a big jar in front of me. Any, any regular listener will know that since early September, as you hear Kieran pulling his chair away to go and get some equipment, since early September, myself and Kieran have been tracking every game and competition we do towards Christmas in order to result in a loser's forfeit. So we have seven points for Kieran, where he won the quiz in episode nine. He won Sudden Death in episode 12. He won the quiz again in episode 15. He won Who's That in episode 16. And most importantly, he has won our three overall competitions with his won the Prediction tracker FPL. since the start of the pod. He has won FPL since the start of the season. And he has won our pre-season predictions as based on who myself and Kieran guessed would be winning the league and subsequent positions at the start of the season. Kieran has four predictions, spot on. And a full prediction, he's one position out. Whereas I am one prediction spot on and one prediction. Two predictions spot on, I've just found out, two predictions spot on and one prediction within a position in and out. And then I myself, I want sudden death in episode 16. I want a quiz in episode 19. So my ball knowledge has been an embarrassment. And I can only apologise to all involved, um, resulting in a Christmas scoreline of 7 2. It's not great. So once I. And the punishment, I should say, before I complete that, so the a punishment is that Kieran gets to draw up a cocktail of different measures for me to consume on this here Christmas pod. And once I have drunk that cocktail, we reset. And the next forfeit, I believe, is the end of the season, Kieran. Yes. Is that correct?
1: It is, and just to talk through what you've got in front of you now. But it's Dukas. I've actually not gone too harsh. Part of the back of mind. Obviously, we've mentioned we're off to the darks tomorrow. <laughs> I don't want the man next to me to be a dead man walking. I have got the tickets on my phone. He does, and I still need to get that app downloaded. Um, so I've gone a little bit of Bailey's, and when I say a little, it bit is of Christmas, Christmas. Couple slugs, um, a, a cap full of vodka, as you do. And a glug of Staropramen, which is a lager. And
0: when he says a glug, and when he says a slug, there's a fair amount in it. There's a decent amount. And he's also not putting any ice as well. I've not. It's which based it. on Bailey's is fucking vile. It's down in one. Okay. So I'm going to down this drink. Think about what you've done, and then I'm going to clear the scoreboard. So I'm going to hand you over to our commentary team of Kieran Burke,
1: John and a bottle
0: of Staropramen. Because Connor's downing a drink. And it's pre-recorded. And it's live. Live for me. He's sipping.
1: Oh, it's thick. it looks thick. Oh, I'm tooting and all sorts. Oh, it's thick. It's literally thick. I can see it. Oh, it's curdled. Oh, my God. Is it curdled? <laughs> There's, lumps.
0: There's, lump. There's lumps. There's lumps. There's <laughs> lumps and bumps. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's lumps. Oh, it's not even finished.
1: Oh, it's- He's got to get the remaining lumps. He's got, go, he's got lumps on his moustache. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lick those lumps. My lumps, my lumps, there my Christmas. everyone. Oh, that's... Oh. That's actually making me feel sick. If we can get a background on the pod this week, that lumpy fucking... Oh,
0: oh, my, I, I can sp- feel the lumps on my moustache. That smile. <laughs> well... We have now reset the scoreboard, and it is all roads now to the end of the season. If
1: Arsenal win the league, we won't be seen. What's that? If Arsenal win the league, we
0: won't be seen. We'll be gone. We'll be in the parade. (laughs) That that, that podcast will last for like four months of us drinking. Christ almighty. So we're now on the road to the end of the season. With a little bit of redemption. So the only thing that does not reset is the FPL. So that will now continue. But whoever's top based on the start of the season will still be top. Excuse me. I it trying to run back up my throat there. Slumpy. Oh, it's not ideal. Slumpy. And to finish off this Christmas pod, we're going to do our final bracket of the year. Oh my God, one second. Oh, no. I thought I was going to burp, but then instead I felt throw off. Yeah, no, we're good. (laughs) The biggest moments players. So these are players that when you hear their name, you hear one or maybe two or three specific moments. So as an example, Messi and Ronaldo don't count because they have such a sheer volume of moments that I wouldn't say one specific moment comes to mind. Yeah, Pelé as well. So many moments, Pele. There was another player who I very you haven't mentioned there that I feel like one moment does come to mind, which is one of those rare situations where a player who's so good, there's one that supersedes the rest. Henri, so many moments come with Henri. He's not allowed as well. But there are some players that there are two or three moments or even there's one moment that supersedes the rest of their footballing career that when you hear their name or when you hear of, like, a goal type, a game type, whatever, he's a, he's immediately, or she, in one of my choices, is immediately the person that comes to mind. So that's what we're going with here. And what we're doing a little bit differently here is myself and Kieran are going to discuss and share our situations, and then we're going to drill down to eight, and then we're going to get into the bracket. So I've got a lot of people here, Kiers. Yeah. So we'll just discuss and I think there's only one person we can start on, and that's Maradona. Yeah. Because we we mentioned Messi before, Ronaldo and, and Pele and all of these other phenomenal players. But I don't think any of them has a moment that touches the hand of God. Like when you talk to especially a British person, I won't just say an English person, say a British person about Maradona, I think there's two things they'll say. They'll say when he was high as an absolute kite and he screamed down the camera or they'll say hand of God. I'm going to likely say hand of God. I think when you're a player like that, that speaks exactly to the situation I was saying. I think Maradona is definitely someone that walks in there. The next one I've got is Paolo Di Canio who there's two big ones for Paolo Di Canio there's any time he shoved a ref over, or there's an infamous time where he held the ball up for the player that was down injured. I think they're the when you say Paolo Di Canio, sort a of re- kick as well, a kick as well, I guess. But I think that that
1: West Ham goal, that's uh,
0: that that's still iconic moment. That still loops you under five, so um, yeah, or loops you under three or three and under. Um, these are all situations that I think they are pe- things that people say, Paolo Di Canio. they aren't. You get overwhelmed with situations by Paolo Di Canio, so he's a moments-based player. And the third one I've got before I hand over to Kieran, I'm gonna go back and forth a bit more, is Alessia Russo, and the backheel against Sweden in the Euros in 2022. I think anyone that knows a single iota about women's football in England. And potentially Britain would say about the back hill if you say you wouldn't just say Alessia Russo, you say name me a massive moment in women's football and they'd give you that back hill because it was such an infamous moment and it was such a ridiculous goal to pull off. So there my opening three Piers.
1: So my top moment, which I think would be most fans in the Premier League's top moment is Aguero. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, I should say Aguero. Unbelievable. We cannot replace him. We cannot. We, we cannot, cannot replace him. Do I need to say any- And then they went and got Harland. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to say anymore, though? Like that moment, VQPR, that season, winning the title in the ninety. What was it fourth or fifth minute? Yeah. The Joey Barton fucking rampage. Dare we even say his name? Fuck that guy. United the, I think it was Sunderland that day where they, they literally narrowly clung on for a win, thinking that I was getting him over the line. And then Dzeko scoring in the equaliser and Aguero. Unbelievable. Like that, it gives
0: you goosebumps. Still, if I watch that game, that moment, yeah. it gives me goosebumps. As good as he is, can you name another Aguero moment that even has no. a single iota? Of level that that moment has. Well, the
1: other one name I've got on my list that even comes close is Dean.
0: Oh, no, I, I mean another Aguero moment. He doesn't really have another iconic no, no, like he that. doesn't.
1: No, no, no. So that's but why saying, he works so well for yeah, this situation. I'm saying but but for like a single moment, Dini, that moment for Watford, where, where were you, Leicester. Where were you in that? <laughs> you know full well where I was, uh, We were both at the Saracens game. Was it half time or just before, before kickoff? Before kickoff. Just before kickoff, and obviously, Saracens, Watford based team, big rugby club.
0: Actually, based in Mill Hill? No.
1: Clo- it. Like, a lot of the but Saracens are... fan base it's are
0: Watford fans. But they're just based in Mill Yeah. It's just a point. It, it's just close. So it's, 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 it's just factually accurate, yeah.
1: It's local local knowledge. <laughs> um, so, we were in the, I don't know how to describe it, but where the, the bar. The inside the concourse. Yeah. Yeah. The, inside concourse yeah. the inside concourse where the bar area is. They had screens kind of scattered around in the inside concourse and they had the Watford game on. They were playing Leicester in the championship semi-final of the playoffs at the time and Leicester had just got a penalty um, to go through. I think it was Anthony Knockhart taking it and he stepped up. Al saves. (laughs) Twice he saved. Next thing you know, they're countering down the pitch. Um, headed back Dini runs onto the ball And twats it in Pure euphoria Bedlam And yeah Watford going mad It was just it was Zola mental. falls over Zola falls over we, Me and Con were Watching in the Concourse of the Saracens Dumbfounded Dumbfounded with,
0: like, We have I, no I real remember, care I, we? I, said, I said Almini was saving Yeah Because what happened With that? So we went to a Saracens game. It was a, Sar- it was a Premier League, se- a Premiership, sorry, semi-final game against Northampton. Northampton had won that game. Me and kids were with my dad, and we saw the game and we saw the penalty. And the penalty was saved. We started to walk further on, and there was another TV a couple of steps down. It was like TVs that segmented along. the TV? The next segment down, and you could see, what through the counter attack. So we stopped again. And then that all happened and they scored. Like, oh my God, what the hell has just happened? I mean, you had some friends at the game, didn't you, kids? I did. I did.
1: It was just, it was one of those proper, and the, thing, the funny thing is Watford lost in the Championship final. But that pure moment, that's the thing. It's not quite on the Aguero level because, because that sealed the Premier League. Yeah, Obviously, with the Deeney moment, it was unbelievable. But then that got them to the Championship final, of the playoffs, which they then lost. But I think if they went on to win that, it would possibly be up in that realms. But obviously, the Premier League, it's the pinnacle of English football.
0: Yeah, I think. So, we say Maradona, definitely through. We say Aguero, definitely through. Dini's on the byline. Decanio Canio, Russo, they're on the edge as well. Any other shouts for you? Well, I've got a lot, to be fair. I've got a long list. Give, to give me your top, your top shots. Oh, I can't quite give you a top, because I've got a lot. I've got... We discussed him previously about Reece Nelson against Bournemouth. Yeah. I think similar to what you said about Deeney, maybe the fact that didn't it, didn't really, it didn't did result in a win yeah. pushes it out. Zidane headbutt. You obviously got Zidane in the Champions League final as well. but Before that was an amazing the goal. Yeah. There's probably the two things. I actually think Zidane's headbutt would be more said than the Champions but League his, winner.
1: His managerial career, because I, I three
0: Champions Leagues. But for when, me, because when
1: I think of Zidane, more
0: recently, it's
1: Real Madrid manager.
0: I, I guess it depends the age. I think yeah. when you say when you speak to someone over the age of twenty, they would, I feel like more like if yeah. you say name me a Zidane it's moment, still the headbutt. They would say the headbutt. Yeah, under twenty, they'd maybe lean towards some sort of managerial yeah. career or something they've heard of. For me, I am twenty-four. It's
1: still the headbutt, but it's mm. like you still have that recency bias yeah. we spoke about before. It's, oh, you know, the the Champions League successes. Yeah. It's still up there.
0: So maybe that, perhaps. He ended his career on the headbutt, I think, yeah. It's something yeah. for us. It's it is. Yeah. Something up there. So, yeah, we've gone from Zidane. And then I'll say a few more of mine, kids. And if you want to throw yours in as well, I've got Keon.
1: Nice.
0: The penalty reaction after Ruvan um, miss. Oh, yeah. I think that's a massive one, regardless of what he's done for Arsenal. That's the thing that's a rejuvenate, not rejuvenate, that's the reexisting thing, is they can be phenomenal players. And then more often than not, in this situation they were, there's just one situation more than anything else that when you say someone, this player's name, give me something that happened, this is what they'll bring up with or one of a couple of things they'll bring up with. So I've also done Ibrahimović. And the specific situation I've picked is the overhead against England. I was going to say, that was, there like we again, go. What's well,
1: one of those players that.
0: Do you think there's too, many? too many? Well, obviously,
1: with his Champions League career, the, the goal for PSG from like 50 yards out. Yeah. He's, got a, he's got a few, to be fair. Would well,
0: you say it's took too many to. And we'd I to.
1: think he's, he's probably on that level, yeah.
0: yeah I, pers- I personally make the argument, but I can, we've got too many to, to drill back, so I don't understand that. Balatelli, and for me, it's why always me? Combined with the fireworks situation, yeah, I guess you could also make the argument for being involved in that Aguero situation, but you'd say Aguero's the front runner for that. Yeah. So for me, I've got a couple more, but if you want to share some of yours, I've got a few, a few
1: for me. So Nigel Dion, I've got in there. I think the karate kick in yeah, the World, World Cup final. For me, that like obviously had a decent career of Man City, but that's the big moment. For yeah, of me. course. You think he you fucking cried, he kicked the shit out of someone.
0: Yeah, that's all you'd say. Um, Welbeck,
1: I think it's possibly a more Arsenal fans' point of view. Yeah. But if you said Welbeck to any Arsenal fan, they say that goal V Leicester in twenty sixteen or seventeen. Yeah, seventeen. Or we thought we were in the league, we didn't, but we did think we were going to win it at the time. Um, Would
0: you not group that in with the Dini situation? Yeah, I think yeah.
1: so. It's definitely tainted by the fact we didn't go on to win it. But for Arsenal fans, that moment, it was like, there's one all against Leicester, 90th minute. Welbeck
0: oh, scores I mean,
1: that goal. Yeah. We think we're winning it. And it like, you get carried away as a fan. Of course you do. So
0: for me, the next one, I've gone I've got a bit further back. I've gone Jeff Hurst, okay. I think, World Cup. I think when you say Jeff Hurst there's only one thing you think of and that's the World Cup goal Yeah, I don't think there's anything else you think of with Jeff Hurst and do you know what that's a pretty good one thing to think of but in terms of moments you don't get more than winning a World Cup
1: Yeah there's a few moments we've had with players where it's not quite a World Cup level so I think to be remembered by a World Cup a winning World Cup is always a a good thing.
0: Yeah, we've said a few where they've not continued in their competitions and I think to win a World Cup I think that gets you straight up there. So, up did, I, did I say Matosaka? You didn't say Matosaka, so what's your Saka choice? So, obviously a player
1: that he's he's had a few moments with Arsenal, but for Arsenal fans, that FA Cup final for Diego Costa where he'd been injured all season and not he's barely kicked a ball all season and he's just come in to an FA Cup final and just absolutely bossed it in the defence for me yeah for, you. for me that that is my, like the my, the murder moment I think if you talk about moments for players that one moment for me is like you remember Mert Sakova winning that FA Cup and that unbelievable performance where he'd been out all season and he'd just come in and just slot. But it would in.
0: you place him above the other players we spoke no. about in this list? No. no. I would agree with that. So I've got a few more. I know that Murt last in your selections, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I've got a few more. I've got John Terry. In Which particular. Point? It's two negatives. But in particular, him missing that penalty. The slip. The slip in the Champions League final. Okay. And him changing to kit against Bayern Munich. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think for Terry, though... It goes... And the
0: other one I'd maybe say is him getting knocked out by the RB.
1: For me, it goes back into that a good player, there's too many moments debate. Is there too many
0: positives? Because
1: like with like... Terry like, throwing his head in front of the ball whilst he's already laying on the floor for England, winning... Winning but trophies that that for Chelsea, but that that winning Prems, Champions
0: League. Noticable. For me, it is.
1: For me, yeah? for me, it's like Premier Leagues under Mourinho, Champions Leagues before but it's the not slip.
0: about it's not about just winning trophies. It's about actual the physical moments. moments. But I think there's what?
1: moments for Terry. Which ones? So, it, it's hard to say, to, to pinpoint moments. For me, we'll when, the when, you said, yeah, the when you said Terry, my instant, my first thought was him when he's on the floor for England he, and he throws himself in front of the ball with his head when he's already on the floor. That's, when I think of Terry, that's my, my instant moment for him. And I don't, the slips are iconic as well and the kit thing. But I feel like there's other moments and I feel like there's perhaps Arsenal bias there because for a Chelsea fan, they'd probably give you a yeah, You know
0: what? Do you know what, kids? That is. In, I think when you flip it around like that, I think that's fair. enough. think you. Well, <laughs> that's that's kind of our point, though. Yeah. Because you say it's Arsenal bias, it's non-Chelsea bias. We we make these points from a situation of we have no positive attachment to Terry, and that's kind of the wider point we're trying to make: is cheating, you,
1: cheating with Fainbridge's wife.
0: Well, that, that's a, that's what. That, that's probably another one. Like, these are moments where us as football fans, if you say John Terry's name, there are very specific situations you associate with them. And that's the same with the other players that we've said. When you say to a football fan, Maradona, there's likely one thing that's going to come to mind. When you say to a football fan, Di Canio, there's one subsection of things that are going to come to mind. If you say to a football fan, Alessio Russo, there is one thing that's going to come to mind, likely. I think Terry the same. I
1: disagree, just because the iconic nature of Terry at Chelsea, winning Champions Leagues, winning Premier Leagues.
0: Oh yeah. But we'll see. We'll see when we come on to the final Late, We'll see where that lands. Uh, my next one is Higwaita, the Colombian oh, goalkeeper of yeah. the Scorpion kit, yeah. who I think they go going to say the same. My next person, Panenka. I think that goes without saying. The 1976 Euros is a penalty shootout final, and he steps up and does that. Will the winner against United is then two. I thought like it's one of those things when you have a commentary clip associated with Thomas. your name. Tom Thomas is another phenomenal shout. Gerard, there's two. that I against mean, the West Ham.
1: FA Cup final.
0: The two that I had down was the FA Cup final and the slip against Chelsea, but then again it
1: feeds into
0: that. Is there more for you with Gerard? Yeah. Because I don't necessarily think that the comeback against Milan is a team one rather than a Gerard one because mm. you, you could say the job was in there's those moments yeah.
1: in that Champions League. He also scored a goal play, in that yeah. game, yeah. There's, there's moments where no, that like feeds into Gerard and just general Prem goals where he's cracked on him from 30 yeah. yards.
0: well, that's incredibly fair enough. So the four i have got definite down. I've got Maradona, Aguero, De Jong and Hurst. We've got four more to choose, Kids, I'll say which is two each. Okay. So who are your two? So who have we got now? So we've got Maradona, Aguero, De Jong and Hurst. Which, the options from what we've said, that leaves Gerard, Wiltor, Penenka, Higuaita, John Terry, Balotelli, Ibrahimović, Keown, Zidane, Nelson, Russo, Di Canio, Murtazaka, Dini, Welbeck. Those are the choices that are left, if you want to choose two, and I'll choose two as well. So Maradona, Aguero, De Jong and Hurst are the four that are chosen. four is quite a
1: weird one because despite all the infamous moments out of that massive bunch, Deeney jumps out at me. Okay. And when we had a bit more of a detailed discussion about it, the fact they didn't quite get it over the line, but that as a stat, we're talking about standalone moments here, talking goosebumps, hairs on the back of the neck mm. standing up a moment of iconicness in the football.
0: I feel like the Deeney moment mm-hmm. is one of them. And when you've got a moment that there's more than one iconic commentary moment as well, because you've got the Soccer Saturday mm-hmm. one as well, I think that helps. Uh, my pick, then, is Russo. So we've got one more pick each, kiss. Um... Is th- This is a close one, because there's a lot of, like, I think you can easily say Zidane here. You can easily say Keown here. You can easily say Higuaita here. Panenka, Wiltor, Giroud—you can make an argument towards Ibrahimovic. You can make an argument towards Di Canio. And you can even make an argument towards Murta if you're that way inclined. There's a lot of really close calls here. So where are we going to land? For me, it's Zidane. Yeah, I can't I argue think
1: that's that. Such an iconic moment in football. The thing is. The only thing taken away from it is Zidane was such an iconic player. You've got that Champions League final goal v by Leverkusen. But we said
0: three, five or less. Yeah. Three or less. Five. But the headbutt. So that, like
1: on the play on the playground, I remember at school, you like pretend to do a headbutt at someone and say Zidane, Zidane. It's like going yeah. back to the whole like going back to like, doing a volley in Saint Gerard or something.
0: And it's been that way. To now, like people of, how old do you think is seven? So I'd say yeah. you, maybe the year below you, that kind of age, upwards. When you see a headbutt, that's what you think of. That screams an important situation, important game, an important moment, an important goal, is if kids onwards are re- replicating that. That's the thing. I think that's a very good point with Sedan. I can't argue at all with Sedan. And there's a lot of really, really big moments for me to choose from here, and I think I have to land on Penenka or like when you see someone do a penalty yeah. like that, when you have a move, a moment named after you that adds such credence to your argument, and I think for Penenka, every time you see a chipped penalty, you say his name. I think that's your argument, and on mm. nutshell, your... yeah, good choice um. So the way we're laid out here, kids, and if you want to change the bracket, just, just do it in order. We'll just do it in order. Fantastic. I'm fully on board with that. So the first, oh fuck it the first round is Maradona against Aguero. The Argentinian bandits. Or Aguero. It's a. It's an Argentinian. It's a tang, It's an Argentinian tango, if you will. It's very tough, but for me, Aguero is the
1: the moment where you say a player. That's the moment for me.
0: Aguera. With a if you're looking at commentary, yes, but the hand of God is such an enshrined moment. The Premier League started in nineteen ninety two. If you look at a Premier League moment, it's the most famous Premier League moment. Football lasts a lot longer than that. Yeah, the world's
1: was not sick like it was about 86. half hour before. It was not that late in the game because he no, no, it's the year, one. the year. You know what I'm saying? What, the minute of the game. also
0: scored the greatest. I know.
1: I know. If you're going to that's what I'm game, saying. That's the moment. But we're talking about the moment of the hand of God against Aguero scoring the 96th minute to seal a league title.
0: But it's not matter the minute because any time you to anyone about... No, but it's a moment. But it is. But it is a moment because you say Maradona who, lest we forget, one of the most famous footballers of all time yet the most famous moment of his career is the hand of God. Like, when, you have, when you're a player with that level of moments, the that skill, and yet the thing you're remembered for is that, that speaks a lot more. And the sniff as well, though. Well, the other one would be him looking dead set into the camera during the Italian 90, as you say, on the sniff. But,
1: <laughs> but, God bless many, many a sniff moments for Maradona.
0: But aside from that, like I think Maradona, that World well Cup, when you score a goal of the quality of that second Maradona goal and it's brushed to the side for a moment, I think you're making your argument for me. Like, Because if you say, oh, we scored that goal, but in that same game we did the hand of God. Like, Anytime anything happens involving a handball that isn't spotted, what do they say? I don't know. You tell me. You tell me, kids. If anything happens in terms of a handball in a sport, not just football, but if it's, a, if it's a hand over the head in sport, what do they say? Well, it should have been in sport. No. What do they say? Don't they the pissy it is? What do they say? I don't know. You tell me. They say hand of God. Every time. It's hand of God. That's what they say every time. And But he is a fat packing man. <laughs> Rest in peace, sweet prince. As much as you say Agüero and Agüero is probably the most famous moment in Premier League football. Yeah. Hand of God, I would argue, is the most famous moment in football. Full stop.
1: Yeah. To be fair, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you Maradona. I'll
0: give you Maradona. There we go. God bless. Okay. The next argument, and I think we're going to be on a similar side to the fence here, is Nigel De Jong with his kung fu kick. In the final against, Jeff Hurst with his goal. It's Hurst. What do I say?
1: No, I'm saying it's for me. It's oh. Hurst. That's I'm saying. the Argument's over. Yeah, it, it goes back I, to I, I being I on the it. No, no, no. <laughs> Jeff Hurst. It's Hurst. <laughs> being on the winning side of history makes difference, but yeah, for um, Hurst.
0: It's... If you say to anybody that wasn't alive or knowledgeable during the era of Jeff Hurst. Jeff Hurst, they're going to say the World Cup got. Yeah. I think it's
1: yeah, that's quite an easy one for me.
0: Yeah, I the do... own, an iconic moment oh, and then... in
1: World Cup history. Well, this
0: this top this well, top the wrong reason. This top eight is it's an iconic. Mm. All eight of them, all every pick that we've chosen, yeah, are iconic moments. But these are just the best of the best. We've yeah. got to put we've got to put opinions on whether they're good or not to the side. These are the best of the best. Talking the best of the best. Troy Dini against Leicester in one of, I would say, the most iconic moments in the Championship playoffs against Russo versus Sweden in the most iconic moment in English women's football. Full stop. So, this for me is another really tight contest to elite goals, to incredibly infamous goals. Yeah. What way are you leaning, Kiz? It's
1: tough. It's a tough one. The only thing for me I'm swinging towards Deeney purely because it's a 4-0. The England game it's a 4-0 unbelievable goal Russo, Russo goal, sorry and yeah sorry the Russo goal. But it's in a 4-0 win. The Deeney talking a single moment, the Deeney goal, it was all on Deeney. And it's that moment.
0: So yeah, for me it's two really tight goals, two infamous moments in football in championship football in women's football. Two goals that if you're any fans of those respective genres of sport, anyone that knows about Winsford, I said it before, they'll say Russo. Anyone that knows about championship football, they'll probably lean towards Dini. Two incredible goals. As we said before in the last round, these aren't goals to be sniffed at. These are incredible situations, incredible moments. So it's tough. It's really tough. But key which way you're in.
1: It is tough, as you say. Um, for me, because because the Russo goal comes in a 4-0, for me, because the Russo goal comes in a 4-0, it does kind of taint it slightly. Like the Dini, we're talking about standalone moments. Obviously, England winning that Euros is a massive, massive moment. And the Russo goal is one of the highlights of that. But the Dini goal is a moment. Yeah, You said about Dini being a championship moment. For me, it's in the top four. So for me, I think it's really up there. But that's nothing against Russo because, as you say, that European Championships for the England women's team as a whole, unbelievable. And Russo's a big moment in that. But when you're talking a singular moment in history, that Dini, I think it goes outside just the championship because... When you see, on if you if you are on football Twitter, and you see that comes up like on a fairly regular basis, and you watch it every time in the commentary, everything about that, Russo has been quite unfairly paired against Deeney in this situation. Because if it was against most others in this match, sort of I'd go Russo. Yeah. But for me, that Deeney moment is unbelievable. Yeah. So I'm I'd go Deeney myself. I've got to be honest, but that's nothing against Russo.
0: I, I'm definitely not like that. That Russo moment, I remember watching it and it's it's just one of those things that when you're watching something live and you just know in that moment, I would compare it only with, in terms of English football. I can compare it only with Kane scoring the rebound in the Euro semi-final in terms of moments you remember. And there were obviously further, women's-wise, there were further moments in that tournament. That you can look at. But for me, I would equal the Kane penalty rebound with the Russo backhill in terms of iconic moments in football, men's and women's. So, but I can only agree with you in terms of something that's really permeated the atmosphere. A moment. Yeah, a moment. It's got to be Deeney. But yeah. I think that's probably our toughest contest. Yeah. Saying that, we've got Zidane. And the moments we're talking about with Zidane are the headbutt against Italy and the goal in the, Euro, the Champions League final. I don't think we need to be more specific than that. Everyone will know. And If you don't, just Google Zidane Champions League final goal and you'll know immediately. and Panenka inventing the Panenka yeah. against West Germany in the Euros final. Another,
1: used,
0: boy, another close one. For me, it's Zidane. It's close,
1: but for me, it's Zidane.
0: I, it has to be the Penenka. Do you think? It has to be, because when you... You don't just have a moment, you invent a genre. When... Because if someone does a headbutt, they're not doing a Zidane, are they? They're doing a headbutt. That's if someone not. chips a penalty... On the playground, though, if you, you pretend for a headbutt, you say the Zidane. That was just after If you asked your niece... Um, if, if your niece was interested in football, she's 10 years old, she would not say the same thing, would she? I feel like... If she was interested in football. I feel like potentially
1: kids would know that. But it's hard to know without having that grasp on... I but yeah, Penen-
0: yeah, Penenka they is know, a
1: massive thing. They
0: know the Penenka before they yeah. knew about Sadat. I don't know. As well, iconic, I'm not sure as a, about that. As, sure as a as moment that. that there was... The Panenka is the Panenka. They may not even know Panenka, but I feel like the, the chip down
1: the middle necessarily, uh, not necessarily everyone knows that's a Panenka.
0: They do. They of course no, know that's I a Panenka. Pierce, Pierce. Honestly, I don't know. If someone there. has a chip down the middle, everybody who has any semblance of knowledge in football knows that's a Panenka. I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong. The Johan Head was iconic. But it's not the Zidane. It's not a Zidane headbutt. If someone headbutts someone, it is a Penenka, no matter the game. No, like whether it be in the first round of the FA Cup or a World Cup final, it's a Penenka. If someone for, for means someone... for means of getting the quarterfinal, we,
1: we can go Penenka. But I feel like Zidane. I feel like Zidane headbutt
0: is a is a very iconic moment. It's iconic. Like we're gonna but... we'll go Penenka. It's it's iconic, but the Penenka is a different level of iconic. It's true. Yeah, it's we true. do you understand
1: that? That like the turn term. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. We'll yeah. we'll go Penenka. We'll go Penenka. Bloody hell. Right. What's our quarterfinal looking like? I know oh, semi final
0: Semi. I feel like there's a top-heavy semi. Five we've boy, got we lucky boy. We've got Maradona against Jeff Hurst. This is tough.
1: Oh, ton. that's tough for me. Without looking at English bias, it is Maradona.
0: I think it's got to be Maradona.
1: Yeah. Oh, as you, as just, we've discussed before,
0: the hand... It's a moment. It's just a moment unrivaled. It
1: spoke about so much.
0: Yeah. I think the Hurst goal is isolated too much towards yeah. England.
1: Yeah. But yeah. outside of England, that Mar- Maradona hand of God is yeah. literally infamous. 100%.
0: Everywhere. And the last one is Dini against the Penenka. Got to be it's for the for the reason, for a moment.
1: But as you say, a moment to literally become a thing where yeah. people are still doing it's it. It's a now. moment,
0: not a lifetime. Yeah. And then now the Maradona. This is a top because it's two moments that are infinite in their lifetimes. Like if someone does a handball like that, that's a hand of God. Mm. If someone chips a penalty, that's a Penenka. This is a very close one. Um, maybe one of our closest brackets to date. Mm. We've got the final week is... What's your initial... What's your instinct? What's My, your guidance? My instincts,
1: Marilyn. That is the moment. Mm. Spoke up so much. The hand of God. I completely understand the Penenka. People still do it. But the hand of God is just a different level of... A different level of... of fame and infamous moment so for me it has to be it has to be maradona
0: yeah i don't do you know what kids i think i have to agree with that there's a real big history behind the penencos we've discussed it's a big choice but i think we have to land on maradona the biggest moment-based player and it, it's funny that we have landed on Maradona based on what Maradona's done in his career, where he's he's won a World Cup, and that was later on in that same tournament. But he's won a World Cup. But when you look at it, any time someone handballs in that situation, and obviously it's different now, with VAR and things. But any time someone handballs in that really, situation, oh, he's on a hand of God. It's a hand of insert variation of God here, whether you may change it for newspapers and things, but. Right, I think you've got to land on Maradona. So, congratulations for the biggest moments of this player. It's Maradona. Kieran, not just thank you for joining me today. Thank you for joining me for this entire half-a-year base of podcasts. It's been an absolute pleasure.
1: As I always say, pleasure is always,
0: and that it has been. And thank you, everyone that's been listening. We'll be back in the new year. As always, if you've got any comments on what we've discussed, in the awards, in the brackets, in anything, is at sign it in pod on Twitter, or just leave a comment on our YouTube videos. Thank you so much for listening. Have an excellent Christmas and even better New Year. And goodbye. Thank you very much.